Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. You're listening to America's Off-Road Podcast, brought to you by Off-Road Power Products. Fueled by enthusiasm, a passion for the outdoors, and a spirit of adventure, we drive the industry we love. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode. Thanks for tuning in to America's Off-Road Podcast. Um, as always, you can listen to us on all the podcast playable areas. Shopify, Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, you name it, we're on it. Um, one thing I do want to say before we start is we appreciate all of your reviews and all the downloads. Um, we mentioned in a couple episodes now, this is pure organic and just something we like to do for fun, so... Um, all the listening is appreciated, and we sure enjoy doing it, so thank you for that. Um, if you do want to leave us a review, completely non-biased review, um, take a screenshot of your review, email it to podcast at offroadpowerproducts.com, and I will make sure I get you something nice in the mail. Shirt, hat, swag pack, yeah. stickers, something. Um, what are we I, talking about? I've got Ash with me today. The big man's gone. We're going to stay on topic the whole time. I know it. Yeah. <laughs> um, today we're talking off-road lighting. I think it's one of the things um, that's been in the industry forever. You know, yeah. people have been putting lights on their rigs forever, and it's definitely come a long ways. Um, Even in the last 10 years, it's just blown up. It's like similar to like the overland and right. rooftop tents. Lighting has evolved so much, uh, which brought up today's topic. We get a lot of questions just on lighting in general and what makes <clears throat> some lighting selections better than others. and this isn't going to be too geeky and nerd out on all the different, you know, there's a lot of specs and, specs <laughs> and lux and all that. But we just want to give kind of like a general idea for those that have never really purchased lighting before. Maybe just don't know anything about lighting and you're looking to make your first choice to purchase something. What to look for, you know, different lighting zones, different lighting manufacturers that we recommend, what we offer, etc. Yeah. And the how it's evolved going back to that i mean even every year when we go to sema or another show there's a new product release coming out 
whether it's not the lighting itself that's evolved, it's how they're mounting it or how you're using them. So I think a lot of that comes back to <clears throat> at least I was just browsing around earlier today and it seems like what's driving it so much right now is technology on the electrical side. Oh, yeah. Because years past we had totally. halogen bulbs and there was only so much you could do with them because of heat limitations. Right. Watt draw. Um, just not being able to physically power them. And then now the technology on the electronic or electrical side is just blowing up. I mean, look at our phones, for example. Right. And we'll get into it in more detail, but on that note, even the vehicles are starting to adapt to it. Having auxiliary switches coming from the factory, stuff like that is just evolving quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So lighting, first thing we're going to dive into is probably my favorite part. Um, cause it seems like it changes every year is, is the use and application or how you would mount these lights and where you can put them on your vehicle. Cause before it was headlights and then fog lights, fog lights were the thing. Yeah. And then it's just turned into, <clears throat> it's kind of full, full circle though. I, I mean, you right. go back to like the eighties and light bars with KC highlighters <laughs> were super popular and then started oh, mounting yeah. them on the grill. And then we got to fog lights and. A lot of you know vehicles, OEM manufacturers are starting to incorporate fog lights because there is a, a need for it. Um, right. You know, there's a big demand for vehicles to come with better additional lighting, and a lot of you know, look at 2015 to current. A lot of higher end manufacturers are starting to put in LED headlights or projectors, and right. halogens becoming more and more a thing of the past. And you see a lot more manufacturers like AEV starting to design their own lights as well. Yeah, um, totally. So it, it's it's really cool to see that. Um, as far as one thing I like about lighting and as far as the mounting and applications is you can, like everything else we talk about, it, you can get as specific as you want to your build. For example, our howitzer has a completely different lighting setup than our Raptor does um, or your Tacoma does. I mean, there's True. you can get as detailed and as crazy with the lighting as you want um and there's a bracket for pretty much anything um yeah so as far as mounting it i mean you can do rock lights you can do backup lights you can do fog lights um let's jump into something i think that's really cool from baja is um their vehicle specific kits yeah that's a great starting point there's a lot of so one of the companies that we carry out there baja designs um it's a u.s manufacturer of led lights they probably have the most I mean, they they claim, what's their quote, scientists of lighting. They are the Mm -hmm. most in-depth lights when it comes to how they produce light, how long they last, uh, the copper drive technology they use, all this technology, which we'll touch, you know, on a little bit later. But they've developed lights to replace your OEM lights in certain situations. For example, like my my Tacoma is actually the most popular light kit. When I ordered mine, he told me, our rep over there Good said luck getting it. like six <laughs> weeks out because we sell so many of these and it's it works for example on the tacomas i think it's forerunner tacoma tundra but it replaces the factory fog lights on the 05 up models and they just simply pop out the old um halogen fog lights and right. you, you jump in some baja squadrons oh, and they cool. made their own bezels and brackets and whatnot so companies like baja designs have made aftermarket lights that don't require you to buy a aftermarket bumper or mounting bracket you can replace your factory lighting which is i think it's killer and not only that they took it a step further with their utv applications too so there's definitely a surge in utv lighting um as that grows in popularity so same idea 
with the vehicles they've they've kind of done that with utvs and some adventure bike stuff where you can replace your can-am headlights with a can-am headlight kit from baja Mm -hmm. Um, so you get that awesome led lighting technology from baja in a factory looking location what just thinking about that it makes me happy because they are full-on packages too (laughs) makes you happy because i'm used to like you buy an aftermarket part and you can't put it in until you buy another aftermarket part and then you have to buy wiring and then you have to have this special tool and then looking at those kits for a lot of applications it comes with the light the bracket and even comes with a pigtail to go to the factory harness yes that's all plug and play so it looks clean from the outside and you're not drilling holes in your dash or running wires you don't have to run wiring anything nothing mine works right off of my factory fog light switch which is i mean it's phenomenal i didn't have to do anything other than just replace the light yeah they're killer and the other thing they do as well and you might know a little bit more so correct me if i'm wrong but they're sae kits yeah what's cool about those is you can run those legally they're dot approved lights so you buy an sae fog light kit from baja designs and you can have those on at nighttime and you're getting way better light output than you would with your factory ones and you don't have to worry about a cop pulling you over because they're illegal they're all dot approved Mm -hmm. um obviously there's different regulations in different states so (laughs) make sure you're following those regulations and you don't have 17 of them on the front of your truck but these sae kits are awesome they're way better than the factory and they're completely dot approved so it's it's really limitless is especially with baja being how big they are and how much of a focus they have on the lighting industry what you want to do with your vehicle so if it's it's an off-road specific vehicle there's no reason for the sae kits if you spend most of your time on the road get yourself an sae kit you can run them and get better light quality at night i think that's a really cool thing too because a lot of manufacturers like what we're talking about we're gonna we're talking about baja designs a lot on this this one because we're such big fans of their product uh, and run them so much on our own personal vehicles um but like their sae sae kit myself i run a squadron sport and they kind of have for those that don't know they have different levels of lights and this will go off of your budget and what light output you want right uh, as well as sizing and many many other factors but off of for example fog light kits they have different models sae the say squadron sae which is going to be that dot compliant light they have a sport model which is kind of that you know, good and then better. And then the best would be like their pro line, the squadron pro I run the sports. And even those being in the middle of the line or middle of the road, I should say they are on the verge of too bright on the road, right? (laughs) Which is an issue because I can run them and I love running them. But when I have oncoming traffic, I just can't be that person. You're blinding everybody in front of you. (laughs) So they work really well off road and you get that additional light. But sometimes I wish I would have went with the SAE because then I could legally run it all the time. And it's kind of one of those things. It's do you have a lot of light that you can't use or have usable light that you can always use? Right. Which where I think going back to these mounting locations that you can do now, you know, before it was kind of like, like you mentioned back in the day, it was like on the roof in the grill. Um, now they've got a pillar brackets that go right into your hood hinges. Um, Z roads makes them. There's a lot of companies that are making them now, but they go right underneath your factory hood hinges. And then that gives you a spot to mount two squadrons or any, any type of light essentially right there on your hood. So you can run your SAE kit in the bumper and your fog lights or your fog pockets Mm -hmm. and then the brighter squadrons up there. So when you need the extra light, it's there, but you're still utilizing the the benefit of the Bajas and the, the fog lights. So with, with those mounting locations, it's so cool to see, 
um, I use howitzer a lot as our example because that thing has lights all over it. And the thing I like about that is, I mean, we've got, again, back to Baja, um, they make the, the S1s, which is a fairly newer light. It came out, yeah. I think, two years ago, maybe, a year ago, two years ago. 2019, ended 19, I want to say. So it's really small, it's really compact, but it puts out a ton of light. So we've got a bunch of those around, um, like, where our rooftop tent is. Um, I thought we had S, we have S2s on that. Or S2s, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. S1s are on a different rig. Um, but anyway, so, so they make... A, a totally huge variety of these different size lights that you can put. So we've got rock lights, we've got lights around the rooftop tent, we've got lights up front, we've got pod lights, uh, ditch lights, and you can use them for whatever purpose you need to. So if you're out camping, overlanding, and you want extra light around the back where you're cooking and stuff, you flip the switch on and you've got lighting. Or if you're out wheeling, you've got your ditch lights, you just point them wherever you want and mm -hmm. you're good to go. So you can... <clears throat> the technology for mounting um, has, I think, grown just as much as the lighting itself. I mean, it seems like every year there's somebody that's got lights somewhere that you've never seen before. Right. Or, you know, like AEV, um, you know, a lot of their kits come with the option for upgradable LED lights that look factory, um, which is pretty cool. Totally. Um, yeah, definitely a lot of options for mounting them in all different zones of the vehicle itself, which uh, we'll touch on different light patterns and zones in a bit. But uh, most of your higher-end manufacturers, uh, such as like Baja, KC, Rigid Industries, they're going to develop lights that work specifically in certain zones around the vehicle. For example, you wouldn't want to run a spotlight off you know, the side of your vehicle because right. you're not trying to see 300 yards to your left. You're trying to illuminate the area around camp for example so there's work scene lights there's different patterns and that's another really cool thing with the technology of lighting nowadays is they're developing different patterns to fit different zones and different temperature ranges um man it just goes on and on yeah and on the the note of manufacturers there there's a ton it's pretty scary how many different lighting manufacturers there are out there really um but if there's anything you take away from this podcast, I would say please do not go on Amazon and buy some cheap, no-name LED light bar because how many times have you gotten that phone call or heard the story of somebody that did that because they got, oh, it looks just like a Baja light or it looks just like a rigid light and it lasts a week or it's complete garbage when you plug it in and turn it on. Yeah. Um, we're really particular about what we put on our, our website and that's kind of why we've gone with those three core um, lighting manufacturers, Baja, Rigid, KC. We've had great luck with them. We run a lot of the KC Cyclones, um, which are really cool, just circular light. Um, I think you had some of those on your old truck, didn't you, Ramiel? Yeah, I've had everything on The Cyclones, um, which is, is more of a rock-type light. Um, but we've had great luck with those three manufacturers. So, um, Yeah, I'm going to go off on a bit of a rant here. One of the most common questions is why are they so expensive? And I think that could tie into your rant, I'm sure, yeah. that you're about to say is, is holy cow, why is this so expensive? Well, Ashford, yeah. why much, is it so expensive? Much like everything <laughs> in life, you do usually get what you pay for. 100%. And <laughs> if this is something that you're truly interested in and you're invested in, buy once, cry once, and that goes without saying with a lot of the aftermarket components. There's a big difference from China-made light on Amazon, that's $20, <clears throat> in Baja Designs or KC or Rigid. Um, I could go in great detail on the differences, but 
we'll try to make it short and sweet. Uh, everything about them is better. <laughs> um, the biggest issue that I see, and a lot of guys compare it this way. We look at lumens, right? which is a very, very flawed way of measuring the output of a light. Lumens just is a measurement of the light right at the lens of the light. And I'm definitely not a subject matter expert here, so take all this with like a grain <laughs> of salt. But uh, it's really about lux. And uh, that's another measurement of light at a certain distance and how much light is in that area, beam. in that beam. But a lot of the cheap aftermarket, let's say Amazon special, eBay special, China container ship special lights, they may put out a really, really big number for lumens, and they may be the same physical size, but the light is not the same. It's nowhere near the same. And I guess four feet. It, <laughs> yeah, it has a lot to do with beam pattern and and talk, you know, loop back around the scientists of lighting when it comes to Baja designs. There's a lot of technology that goes into the actual beam pattern itself and how the light functions. Our eyes are amazing. We have really really amazing eyes so being able to see wavelengths of light um, that's where the science comes down and different light zones different light temperature ranges and the wavelength of that light comes back to driver fatigue if anybody's right. ran a cheap light bar before it may be really bright when you're looking at it but when you're in the driver's seat you just have this scatter of light which for you guys watching YouTube, you got this giant, you know, scatter of light in every which direction. It's almost like you're driving in the fog with your high beams on. It's more blinding than it is helpful. And when you go to an aftermarket light, let's say Baja, KC, Rigid, they've developed patterns and beams and lenses that actually cut through um, that, man, drawing a blank here. They produce a beam pattern that actually is usable in, in layman's terms. Right. And on top of that, they're using technology inside the lighting. Yes, it does cost more, but it costs more for a very specific reason, such as um, the one I'm most familiar with, familiar with is going to be Baja Designs. They're all fabricated and built here in the United States. Most of them are assembled by hand. They use aircraft aluminum on a lot of their products. Which, yeah, is awesome. They don't use powder coat or paint. Everything is going to be anodized. All their heat sinks, heat sinks are developed in-house. They use a serviceable lens, which uh, their trademark use serviceable, meaning that if you want to change the lens pattern, you want to go from amber to white or white to amber, or you crack a lens because of a rock, you can replace them on your own end. Um, you can change beam patterns a lot. Yeah. Uh, on Often on a lot of the lights, you can actually change the beam pattern itself. So you could go from a spot to a hyper spot to a flood to a driving combo. They have copper drive technology in them, which means the actual circuit board where the LEDs are located are backed up against copper. And for anybody that knows, copper is extremely expensive. Most of the other imitators are going to be using aluminum circuit boards, which doesn't dissipate, dissipate the heat as much, which means you can't drive the LED circuit board as hard. Right. Um, and they have lasers. They have laser technology in them. <laughs> which is crazy. Which is totally crazy. Um, more, I would say that's more applicable for the racer application yeah. that are looking for their, <clears throat> like their hyper spots, which yep. is going to be super long distance when you're traveling, you know, 60, 80 plus miles an hour across the desert floor. And you're looking to get, you know, the, the absolute, absolute best visibility out far, but they develop all this technology and that's what costs more. Yeah. That's not free. No. 
No, Time is money. It's very easy to, you know, manufacture a light bar that has some cheap LEDs in it, and it's a cheap aluminum stamped housing that has silicone to seal it. It doesn't have any way to keep the moisture out. When one LED fails, it's like a Christmas tree light that they all fail. I mean, right. you get what you pay for when it comes to lighting. And they're constantly, I mean, when you mentioned the aircraft aluminum housings that they do, they, it's not like they just design a housing and slap it together. They've got, I mean, it, it almost reminds me of like, the diff covers where they, you know, put the the fins on the aftermarket diff covers for better cooling applications or mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it's, I mean, there's a, there's a reason behind their design. So it's not like they design something cool and then slap it on the back. They actually put time into it to see how are we going to get the most efficiency out of this light, the most cooling characteristics out of this light. And then they start from there. Um, so it's, there's a lot that goes into the making of these lights and people like KC and Baja designs are constantly pushing that level in that technology and coming out with new things that are awesome. Like the, um, I don't know what KC calls them, but, um, Baja calls them the linkables. Yeah. <clears throat> the XL linkables where mm-hmm. you can completely customize how many lights you want. Um, you know, they use the bigger, either round. Um, I believe KC's are, are round or square. Um, but you can stack as many as you want together up to, I think with Baja, it's up to eight. Um, or you can go as little as you want down to two. So you can customize it to the exact width you need um, or for whatever application you want. They have these brackets that will actually link the lights together um, to look almost like a modular light bar, if you will. Um, so yeah, everyone in that light industry, um, KC, Rigid, Baja, they're constantly pushing the envelope with their technology and they're investing back into it with, um, you know, for example, Rigid, I know KC and, and Baja, um, their LP series, they've got nice accent lighting built into them. Um, so you've got that nice amber accent light when they're not turned on. Little things like that are, are expensive to develop and, and build. So, Yeah. It definitely is not cheap to develop some of that. And the materials that they're using to build the lights is far it's more expensive. Top quality. Yeah. yeah it, it, you can't get better, and that's the reason why you get what you pay for. And here's my biggest... On the topic of go with a name brand and a quality brand is you can't call Amazon. You can't you, you can't pick up the phone. That That's what I love about Baja KC and, and all these other name brand companies is not only do they um, work really well on our vehicles and we sell them to our customers, but if we don't have the answers, they're more than willing to talk to anybody about their stuff and help you. And, and make sure that at the end of the day, they want you to have a good experience with their product. Yeah. Um, you're not going to get that with these no-name, like, what'd you say, China, China freighted or cargo container cargo lights. Container lights. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're just not going to get any sort of um, post-customer experience with them. And most likely you're going to have an issue. And, and all, I mean, even Baja, there's, we've had issues with Baja lights, um, but they take care of you. Yeah, they have an excellent warranty. And I, yeah. I want to say it's lifetime warranty on certain products yeah. um, against their craftsmanship um, material and like defects or anything like that. They cover quite a bit. Um, and I've seen them warranty things that I wouldn't have accepted as a warranty myself. <laughs> like people rolling their Jeep and completely crushing the bar and them putting their neck out and replacing it for the customer. Right. You're not going to get that with cheaper <clears throat> lights. No, you're not. Um, we're have, big, big fans of the name brand. I have to tell my story now about cargo container lights. Uh-oh. You've got one? Yeah. Let's hear it. So, it, 
the last off-road shop I worked at, I started in 2008. I was a little young buck. I was 18, and I was new to lighting. I was like the, the young kid that had the Toyota, and I had two KCD lighters on the front, and I thought they were the coolest thing ever, and I didn't know how to wire them or anything. I just <laughs> ran them like straight to a switch and then to the battery, and it melted the switch and oh, damn near geez. burned my truck down. And, you know, young rookie. And they rigid hit kind of the scene i want to say kind of first right. baja's been around for i want to say about 17 years but it seemed like rigid really developed the kind of the light bar technology and the cube lights first and i was selling their products and i remember i had a i don't even know if i can say this i had a chinese lady call me and i cannot i I'll never forget them trying to sell me a container full of lights. That's like bizarre. a container full of LED lights. Like you buy container. Just like, random phone I, call yeah, of them trying to, to offload my, a container. To my work. They, they called and said that we notice that you sell lights. We sell you a complete container. And I want to say it was like 1200 bucks for the That's container full of LED so lights. <laughs> so now I've always referred to these cheap lineup, you know, China bars or whatnot as cargo container lights because they will sell you a whole container for like 1200 bucks, and then you can sell them on Amazon or wherever right. with your name well, brand on it. The other thing that's awesome about these manufacturers that we work with is, is two things. One, <clears throat> when you get your stuff, it comes in a nice box and it's protected and everything's labeled and the harnesses are packaged well. You can tell from the second you open it, it's going to be a quality product. But two, this is not applicable to just the off-road world. I mean, Rigid's got its hand in in the the marine industry. I know Baja's got its hand in the marine industry. So if, if you've got a fishing boat, I mean, a lot of our customers are hunters, fishermen. Um, agricultural. Agriculture, yeah. I mean, yeah. they have a huge variety of different lights that, that apply to different scenarios, not just for off-roading. Um, which is awesome. They, I that mean, they cater to a huge market. Right there speaks volumes to me. When you're looking at a product or selecting a product, if if you see, I mean, I shouldn't say this always because sometimes mill contract is like the lowest bidder and the <laughs> right. cheapest product possible. But if you see, you know, a product that's, you know, military is using it, LEOs using it, you have first responders using it, you have, you know, high-end mining operations, things like that, right. marine applications using it you probably have a tried and true product there and then you see them develop technology specifically like Baja designs they support the power sports industries so they they put money and funnel money back into what we love 100% so you got you know Baja designs out there supporting the Baja 1000 they're supporting side by side industry they're supporting all these little races by not only sponsoring drivers but using those drivers to develop better technology into their lighting to you know go forward into the future Right. With, with better lighting technology altogether. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I guess the moral of this conversation is buy once, cry once. If you're really into lighting and you really want to spend money, I can promise you that a $600 Baja Designs light bar that's 10 inches wide will outperform a 50-inch <laughs> Amazon light <laughs> it's bar. It's totally true. That's 30 bucks. It's totally true. And, and if you have not ran... Baja KC or Rigid Lights on or or any big popular brand like that, um, it is a complete night and day difference. Like you, when I first got into this industry, I was a complete novice when it came to lighting. 
<clears throat> and the second I hopped into one of our rigs at night and we had the Baja lights on it and I flipped them on, it, it it's such a cliche thing to say, but it literally turns night to day. I mean, you can see everything in front of you. So the, the technology is just not even comparable to the stuff that you're going to get on eBay, Amazon. Um, the first time you have one on, you'll understand. And, and the, the one thing that that brought up to mm-hmm. me is the comfort lighting, the zones of lighting that yeah. they develop, like their combo driving lenses, for example, with Baja Designs. You get this such a widespread light that's so usable with such a good work line that you don't have all this spread light in areas that you don't need it. It focuses the light right where you do want it. And it it's totally, I don't know of a better word other than a comfort feeling. Right. When you're coming, you know, you're up here in Northwest, you're bombing down a logging road and you have this usable light from, you know, 30 degrees to your left to 30 degrees to your right. And you can see everything in front of you where with other lights I've ran in the past, you have this perfect beam in front of you, but it's just, you're driving through a tunnel totally. Yeah. It's it, so on the, my Raptor, we've got the, the, the fog light kits that they sell. Yeah. And I think it's like a, it's a squadron S2. and then an S2 and another S2. But they've designed these brackets to when I turn them on at night. Um, that I live, I go to my parents' lot and they live kind of out in the country. So there's just this big, long um, prairie road, if you will. It's just fields on both sides. And when I turn that on, you have visibility. I, I'm seeing deer like 40 feet to my right in the field. In the middle, of, you turn them off and it's like darkness, a tunnel, just like you were saying. You're driving through a tunnel. You, you, it feels like you're driving through a tunnel. So the, the just, yes, the comfort feeling when you flip those on is awesome. Um, you, you really can't get anything better in my opinion. So you had briefly mentioned zones. Zones. Let's talk about zones. Cause I think, uh, no, I'm in zone. yeah, there, there's a lot of companies that do a really good job, um, about zones and kind of explaining what light accommodates what zone. Why don't you dive into the zone world zone? All right. Um, a lot of aftermarket manufacturers, the ones that we keep mentioning, do give the end user, the consumer, the option to choose what beam pattern or zone that the light is good for. I should say beam pattern because really the only company that I know of that's using zone that I know of is, is going to be BD, um, Baja. Baja Designs. Right. right. Um, so zone or, or light pattern, there's, for example, let's we all know the cube light. We've all seen cube lights. It's usually like four LEDs. It's a little you know, three by three style square light that you see all over the place uh, from many different manufacturers. Um, As an example, KC, Rigid, Baja Designs, they all give different patterns that you can choose from to fit specific needs on the vehicle. Right. Um, I mentioned a little bit ago, like you wouldn't want to put a spot beam off the side of your, you know, roof rack because that's not going to be applicable to what you're trying to light up. Some of the beam pattern options that you normally will see is usually a work or scene light, which a work or scene light is usually going to be a diffused lens. Uh, When I say diffused, it just really blows light in every which direction. Uh, So it works really well if you have it up on like a rack and you're trying to shine down to campsite where you don't need it. You don't need a focused beam on a specific spot. You just want to get light everywhere. And, so, and for reference, you're not talking about the physical light itself. You're talking about the lens the light is passing through. Usually, yes. Um, not always the case because some lights have not just the lens is different, but the actual reflector is different <clears throat> as well. Gotcha. Um, 
specifically on work scene. Usually the reflector, you'll have a cone that goes down to the LED. And for those that don't know, LED is light emitting diode. It's a little diode on a circuit board that creates light, unlike a halogen bulb. Um, that little diode creating light, in order to get that light out, you have to put it through a lens. And everybody's had a flashlight, like an, an old mag light where you could adjust oh, yeah. the, you know, the end and you could change the focal point of the light. It's much like that. Uh, you screwed the mag light all the way in and you got light that was not really usable. You couldn't get it to the other wall in the house, but it would shine everywhere if you needed to, you know, look down on something sure. or read a piece of paper. Um, which I guess that's a really good analogy. You have a lot of splash, like if you're trying to read a piece of paper with a light and you had a spot, you had that mag light tightened all the way, or all the way out, I should say, and you had one little spot. You'd be looking like through a magnifying glass. You just have unusable light. Right. Um, so work scene, going back, um, got on rabbit trail there. <laughs> I digress. Uh, you, you got work scene lights. That's a very common pattern for those in a work environment that just need you know, lumens, lights, all the lumens everywhere, right. every which direction. Uh, moving forward from there, you usually have a wide cornering. I know Baja Designs, wide cornering is a very common one. Um, just like the name implies, it's it's a very wide, flat beam pattern that works really well for cornering applications. Um, I'm a big fan of this light pattern because it is so usable. Um, don't quote me on it. I want to say it's about a 40 to 50 degree beam pattern. Uh, so it gives you a really, really wide workable area, and it's usually flat, so it's very, uh, let's say, horizontal to the eye. It doesn't give you a pencil-type beam that's vertical. It's very horizontal, so it's almost like an oval out in front of the vehicle down on the ground. It works really well for cornering situations. If you're the guy that's, like, in the desert driving 60-plus miles an hour on straight roads, may not be the best beam pattern for you, but for somebody like us, mountain roads where you're constantly right. turning left and right and left and right and being able to see around that corner, or even a big thing that people don't get is, like, even side-by-side -side applications. Totally. A lot of times you come into a corner, and if the rig is sideways, your headlights are not pointing where you're going. <laughs> no. Like, you come in the corner hard enough that you got to turn right to turn left, if you know what I mean. And steering with the rear. Yeah. So having something like a wide cornering beam is really good in situations like that where you need light off the side of the vehicle uh, where you're going to be going through the corner. Um, then we got driving combo. Probably the most popular driving combo is a little bit of, it's like a sweet spot between the two of them. You usually have about a 30 degree spread with a spot in the middle. Uh, so it gives you a little bit of distance. I guess the best analogy I could come up with on that one would be think of having your fog lights on and your high beams on at the same time. So right. it almost looks like uh, it almost looks like a middle finger. You know, you got like two beam patterns coming off the side and then they round over and then you have a really long spot in the middle. So it gives you the kind of the best of both worlds. You got fog light right there in your corners and you have some distance. So driving combo, very popular. That's what I run on my rig. Yeah. Um, seems to work the best. I, I match up driving combo usually with a wide cornering light on the front, and I find that to be just the, the all-around best. Well, it's awesome just because it gives you that added going back to the comfort and security feeling of having these lights, not only for distance purposes, but the wide cornering gives you the capability to see a little bit more into the side roads. <clears throat> We're in the Pacific Northwest, so we got deer, elk, moose. Big game. Yeah, that are constantly running those roads at night. So it, it does help a lot to have that wide cornering 
combination so you can see a little you, you're going to get a little bit more warning than you were oh totally with your factory yeah stuff. go back to that same analogy we used with driving through a tunnel i mean it doesn't matter if you can see all the way at the end of the tunnel if you can't see the walls of the tunnel and you have a big game crossing across the road i mean you're you're already done so so no bueno um, so on the note of all these more. these different patterns you okay talk to me doug spot oh i thought we, oh okay yep spot what am i missing you got work scene you got usually flood which i guess would fall under the same spot. kind of work scene is flood oh the f- um, yeah and then you got wide cornering wide cornering, usually driving. Got driving combo and then usually spot and some companies uh, do hyper spot i don't need to touch much on spot hyper you can, spot yeah dude oh man super um spot i mean pretty straightforward you got a spot it's like a pencil beam this is really only good for those that are driving super you know high speed conditions i think baja normally says like their their spot is good for 60 plus mile an hour applications <laughs> and then their hyper spot are like 100 plus so you'll see hyper spots on like class one trophy truck stuff for the average user like us you don't need a spot driving combo does the job not unless you want to be that guy on the road just blinded people yeah if you need to see <laughs> all the way to the other state spot will do it <laughs> Uh, let's talk about uh, lens color because I think that has, oh, yeah. I think people have some questions on that. Like when would be a good application to run a clear lens versus say an amber lens, which I think are probably the two most popular. Totally. Um, I think there's some, some good reasons behind why you may want to go with the amber application. Yeah. I'll make it short and sweet. Amber works really well because it's a different wavelength of light. Um, our eyes pick up wavelengths of light completely different and white light works really well at illuminating things, but it is very harsh on our eyes. So it's very common. You'll see aftermarket manufacturers producing lights that have different Kelvin scale temperature ranges. You'll hear the name or the, the numbers, I should say like 4,000 Kelvin or 5,000 or 6,000. Baja Designs white lights are usually a 5,000 Kelvin, which works really well for our eyes. It creates less fatigue, but even more so with a yellow light, not only does it work really well at driving or lowering driving fatigue for the end user, uh, prime example, a lot of like Baja trucks and stuff like that, that are doing, you know, thousand plus mile races or rally cars, stuff like that. They'll use a lower wavelength in order to create less fatigue. Right. Um, and I don't really know how to explain this. Like, again, I guess I go back to the high beam thing. If you've driven in like fog with high beam, it's really hard on your eyes. You almost turn your high beams off and you're blind for a long period of time because your eyes dilate to that immense amount of light. And that's kind of the purpose of the different colors. Um, amber circling back around works really well in low light conditions and creates less fatigue low light meaning meaning let's say rain snow or fog mm-hmm. it works really well in those conditions and it helps cut through those conditions much better it doesn't look like you're driving through star wars like when you're going through uh, snow with your high beams on <laughs> you just start yeah, getting dizzy you get totally <clears throat> dizzy the amber really helps cut through that so if rain snow fog they work really well for factory replacement fog lights that's what i run as an amber down low um, and i'm a big fan of that where the white I would say would be for general purpose um, off-roading, things like that. Right. Um, so I like to mix it up. I run <clears> both. Um, I know a lot of guys that just run exclusively amber. I know guys that run all white. I like to have that happy medium. A little combination of both. Yeah. So if it's 
you know, adverse conditions. I'm going to the mountain to go skiing. I can turn on my ambers and have the best pattern or best light wavelength, if you will, to get to that, you know, through that situation. The other thing that's nice with the ambers, especially in snow, even if it's not snowing, if you're running your ambers on a snowy road, um, when you have to go to turn those off because another car is coming or something, it's not a drastic, as drastic of a difference on your eyes as if you're running white. You're right? totally correct. So yeah. there's not, if you're running a white light in snow, there's a lot of reflective light coming back at you and your eyes are adapting to that. So the second you shut those off, it, you're blind. it becomes <laughs> a lot darker than you would expect it to be. Even up for me when I, all I've got are white, <clears throat> my Bajas are white, but even on a clear night when I'm running those and I see a car coming and I turn them off, it's like, where'd my headlights go? Yeah. It's like 20 seconds for your eyes to, to get used to it. And this is <clears throat> totally notice this with just really high end lights like Baja. Yeah. Cause they put out, put out so much light that your eyes get used to it. And then when you do shut it off, you're, you're totally blind. So Amber does definitely, that's a very good point. Definitely does a, a much better job at letting your eyes adapt quicker quicker and then it also which i've noticed for those that are off-road i have found the amber light to be much easier to distinguish terrain oh interesting so i can see that like on motorcycles and stuff that i've ran in the past you're running down a logging road and you're doing you know 60 70 80 miles per hour down a road and you have washboards and cutouts and rocks and stumps and stuff like that the amber definitely has helped me at least my eyes see that terrain better than white light right and the cool thing with this if now you're going man well do i buy amber do i buy white like baja and i know kc and i think rigid too some of these companies have interchangeable lenses lenses so pretty killer if you can't run combo like ash is doing buy just the lens in amber and so if you know i'm going snow wheeling this weekend swap out the lenses to your amber lenses it's going to be much more enjoyable experience than getting blinded all day um, which is an, it just another awesome feature with these mm-hmm. higher end lights. Um, Some of them have caps too, just to cover <clears> that, like a clear plastic right, just clips that just right clips on, right over the top of it. Yep, um, which is pretty killer. Which transitions transitions? Well, that was terrible. Um, into, I think one of the fun parts personally. Management. Yes, light management. So you just picked up yourself brand new light bar brand new light of some sort there's some pretty cool things out there for you to be able to run these lights without a ridiculous amount of wiring and work involved in it yeah so right out of the gate obviously like we mentioned earlier in this podcast a lot of these manufacturers jeep um, ford are adapting to this and they're coming with auxiliary switches um, in the vehicles when you have those switches what that allows you to do is the harness or the the connecting point essentially is inside the engine bay so you don't if you put the light in the fog light kit mm-hmm. actually that's a poor example if you do like pod lights um, on your hood hinges you don't have to run those wires all the way into your cab find a switch install it there's just a little junction box that has access to all of your auxiliary s- switches you just run it to whatever switch you want and your lights are installed they're done but there's yeah. something else that's pretty cool yeah. If and you I'm, don't have those. If you don't have those. Which I touching on that, I'm I'm so happy to see that the aftermarket I shouldn't say aftermarket, but the manufacturers, the OE manufacturers right. are actually starting to like listen, like, hey, these people 
Jeep does a great example or does an, an awesome job at this because they actually recognize that, hey, we want to modify our rigs. We want to do different things to them. And they're giving you that built-in option. And a lot of newer, like I know like the Fords are coming with upfitter switches. Like mm-hmm. your Raptor, I believe, has upfitter switches. Yeah. My and only complaint with those, though, Jeep did it right. But Ford, you got to figure out the locations. Yeah, totally with the same same with my Tacoma. Got to be like right within blank. arm's reach, really close somewhere, not like way up here where I've got to look up to yeah. like that. I don't like that. Jeep's um, is Jeep's is great location. It's just right it there. It just in the depends center. on the light too. Like I could totally, totally see the switch being up above rock lights. Great, but when you're running like nine thousand lumens yeah. out of one little bar, more like fifty thousand lumens. Like my last truck ran, or you said Ramuel earlier, which is not my old truck. Um, oh, that's right. Ramules are <laughs> dually. What? I just said it. Mjolnir. My bad. I had, I want to <laughs> say the last time I counted it, it was like 62,000 lumens between the, the light bars on the front of it. Gosh. And I'd be driving down the highway and then you'd have an oncoming car, you know, come around a corner. Um, my bad for running my light bars, but you know, it's, that's <laughs> what water, you bought them for, you know, you got them for. and you're trying to like figure out where your switch is. You're swerving all over the road. They're <laughs> swerving over the road. So they having, can't see. Yeah. <laughs> so having your switches in a good location. Um, yeah, I like to have mine. Think of like your high beams. It's always easy because your hand on the steering wheel. It's right. super easy to turn your high beams on and off. Think of the same thing when you're running an aftermarket light that's at least forward projecting, being able to get to it easy mm-hmm. without any sort of delay. Uh, I'm a big fan of that. But there is aftermarket options for those that are running more than one light, which I am super excited about because in years past, I, I've i always dreaded wiring and doing installs for customers. If it was like one light bar or a set of cubes, I could get by. But then you'd have, you know, like the overlander that wanted to do 14 cubes and four light bars. And it was just, you had <laughs> all on its own switch. Yeah. 14 <laughs> miles of wiring to deal with. Thankfully, there's there's a market for it now. And for example, what we run in a lot of rigs of our rigs, including my own personal rigs in the past, was going to be this or it's going to be the Switch Pros. Yes, which has now released an updated version of that. But I think they started at six. Is that right? Six six buttons. Then they moved to eight. Now they have the twelve. No, it's always been eight. It's always been eight. Okay, it's always been eight. But they they've got the eight. A, they the have twelve the, now. Which they've is always cool. had eight. Yeah, but then they just added the twelve. I don't know why you need 12 buttons unless if I think you're that's like more a like purpose-built race car application yeah. where you're having like a start ignition, button, start, yeah. radiator fan, exactly. fuel pump. <laughs> so for the average user, consumer, that's, you know, an automotive application. That's just like a Eight's daily plenty. driver. Eight is plenty. Yeah. I actually find myself trying to figure out how to what use additional <laughs> switches. Right. So, so if you don't know what Switch Bros is, it's essentially exactly what we were talking about with the factory upfitter switches. Um, you've got a junction box under the hood. You run one wiring harness through your firewall, and then you have a it's LED screen now, isn't it? Like RG, you can change the colors on RGB, it and everything, yeah. RGB screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mount this really low profile. It's really slick, low profile, and it's got square buttons on it. Um, and then they also send you a, a pretty big legend sheet um, so you can everything. put those stickers on for whatever that, button is essentially doing yeah the legend <clears throat> sheet comes with everything you could possibly need which i love it's super convenient they have everything from you know light to hood light bar to rear bar to cube light to lockers right, compressor to locker, everything yeah. it's all there ejecto cedo because yeah <laughs> it's all there um but it makes it very convenient for the end user to wire in a light 
Now, it is expensive compared to buying all the individual components, but it saves you so much time and cleanliness when it comes to your engine bay and wiring and going through and back and forth through the firewall. The, as you mentioned, the, the harness that goes to the actual panel inside of the vehicle, inside the cab, is only four wires, and they're like 16 or 18-gauge wires, so it's just tiny, tiny little yeah. harness that goes into the cab. Super easy to get in there, and then you have this nice little panel, eight buttons. They're programmable buttons, right? and they're also Bluetooth-based, which yes. I'll touch on in a minute because <laughs> it was awesome to have that. But programmable buttons, meaning you can have them ignition on, you can have them on or just off, you can have right. them momentary, you can have them flash, you could do just about anything you could ever want. Yeah, they covered a lot with the Switch Pro system. and in, in my opinion, it's my personal favorite um, light management system out there. And I shouldn't say light management because most of us are running accessory, accessory management yeah. system. You know, you're running your, like we said, your lockers, your air compressor, um, and other tools and stuff off that. But it's for lighting clean. purposes, yeah, it is so clean and it's so easy. The two things I like about it, one, Ash mentioned it's Bluetooth, but also it gives you the capability to mount your switches where you want them. So if there's a comfortable spot that you, I want them here, I've seen them mounted. Cooper's gotten really creative with mounting his. He had a mm-hmm. bracket made on his Ram on the armrest, so it was like right where his fingers were. I did um, the same, yeah. Yeah, there's just the, where you mount it is. It's up to you. Up to you, which and is cool. And they have aftermarket companies aftermarket, already make right. like on JL and JK applications and many others. I know Tacoma, there's a lot of companies that Tons have made Switch Pro mounts that work on the factory dash at some point. Yeah, or the A-pillar. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of cool stuff. So before you dive into Bluetooth, I got to tell a funny story. And I don't know who the manufacturer was, so I'm just going to apologize in advance if they did listen or do listen to our podcast. We're Northwest good. Overland Rally. So we we went to we have a local Overland Rally, which is super awesome. If you ever get the chance to go, it's in June, um, and just outside of Kashmir, Washington. Awesome group of people, tons of fun. But every night they have this gigantic, gigantic bonfire and raffle. Oh yeah. Every single night, and everybody brings their coolers, their chairs, and they sit, and it's just it's just a great camaraderie that they have going on there. And we're sitting there, and Ash realized that one of the trucks in a display booth next to me had a switch pros because he hopped on his phone that was you wasn't it probably <laughs> I'll start in, in the middle of this big this big um bonfire at night all of a sudden ash got into the switch pros app and starts turning on this vehicle's aftermarket lights and they can't figure out who's doing it to the point where they had to like pull the battery cable off or something but. I, I did that with uh <clears throat> I thought that was a good prank. Cody that was in the shop had on his Toyota (laughs) and then he would drive the same way home and I would follow him and I'd be like just behind him at the stoplight and I'd turn his light bars on (laughs) while he was driving. That's awesome. Pretty good. But where that came in (laughs) without doing pranks to your friends, make sure you put a password on that, by the way. Yes, it is password protected. (laughs) They failed to put a password on it. So that's on them. (laughs) <laughs> but where that came in, super handy. I never thought I would use this, but the Bluetooth app on my, my phone would be when I was in my rooftop tent. Right. I could turn on my lights that would go off my essentially cargo rack, if you will. Yeah. Overland-style rack that I could turn on lights. So, for example, middle of the night, I needed to go down and relieve myself. Use the wilderness restroom? Yes. I could just grab my phone, turn on the lights, go down the ladder, do your thing, go back up, turn them off. 
The other um, cool thing too, same same concept is on UA with Cooper when we had Howitzer with us. We'd pull into camp. Cooper would start setting up the rooftop tent. I would start setting up, you know, the cooking area. And you need light, just open your phone, turn on the whatever lights you have programmed in your Switch Pros, and boom, all the all the cargo lights in the rear are on, and you could yep. see everything you're doing. And when you're done, you just turn them off, and you don't have to get in and out of your vehicle. So yeah. And you can do them on with, uh, again, programmable. You can do ignition on or just full-time on. I ran a lot of my lights full-time on, so even if the vehicle is off, I could turn on a light, um, which somebody's going to ask. It is totally protected as well, which is super cool. So it will monitor the battery voltage, and if the battery voltage gets below a threshold that's preset into it, it will just shut off your light. So, for example, if you accidentally left a light on, you forget, and you go into, you know, go to sleep at night and you wake up in the morning, you're not going to have a dead battery. It monitors that. It has a full management system that takes care of that. Which is Um, really slick. And it's all solid state. So you don't have any relays to go bad. There's no fuses to go bad. Uh, There's, it's just so. If you have an issue, it's pretty easy to figure out what it is. Yeah. It's just so freaking simple. Yeah. It's killer. That's off-road lighting in a nutshell, I think. We have so much more to talk about on that. Like I'd like to get, we need to get a scientist in here from the scientists of lighting this this episode was brought to you by baja designs i'm just kidding no (laughs) we said their name a lot Uh give them a lot of shout outs casey rigid you guys make awesome stuff too yeah um yeah there's definitely a lot to goes into i think that's kind of the the meat and potatoes entry level if you're looking to buy a light that's definitely you know if you were to call us that's the advice we'd give you Mm -hmm. in a in a longer form um yeah don't buy cheap lights because you're going to end up buying more Buy once, buy once. And don't buy lights before you buy other important <clears throat> stuff. Because lights are really cool, and I'm totally guilty of buying lights. Right. But make sure your rig is capable so you can get to where you need the lights. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Which, didn't you have lights before anything? But that was also because, like, you were waiting on stuff. Yeah. It was, it's not I, like you bought lights and you're like, oh, I don't have money to buy tires. And we just... They didn't come in, fast in, enough. <laughs> in my defense, it was just the fog lights. So, I mean, you can run oh, aftermarket fog lights, right? That's right. not a, being a poser or no, anything. You're no, you're good. Right. Totally. You're fine. Just making sure. Plus, it's a TRD off-road, so it can just pretty much go everywhere. <laughs> Factory rated. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Again, uh, hopefully this helped you out if you're um, new to the lighting industry. Um, granted, that was just very... That's scratching the surface um, of what these guys are doing and, and how awesome the lighting is. And, um, yeah. That's fun. I, I like, like it. it. I, lights like, are, I like lights. Again, when I first got into the industry, it was like lights were not a thing for me, and I can't live without them now. It's, especially if you if you spend any time outdoors, it's going to get dark. You oh. know, you're camping, and I'm always like – I either have a headlamp on, you don't have enough light, and everything's just such a pain. And if you have some, you know, light on the vehicle, uh, even just getting to and from work, I mean, half the time I run my lights just going to work because I come to right. work at such an early time of the day yep. that it's already dark out. So, I mean, it it is one of those things I highly recommend. It would definitely be on, like, my top ten list of things to do to a rig. And Totally. Cool. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Again, uh, Spotify, YouTube. Uh, You can actually watch us live on YouTube. Um, Google Play, SoundCloud, iTunes, all that stuff. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Give us five-star, four-star, non-biased rating. Um, Take a screenshot of it. Send it to podcast at offroadpowerproducts.com. I'll make sure we get something in the mail for you. 
And uh, also, if you have questions on any episodes you've listened to or you want us to cover a specific topic, or maybe you want us to try and get somebody on the podcast, uh, shoot us an email, podcast at Offer of Power Products. We will address that on one of our episodes. Yeah, we need to send, send some questions. We need them. Yeah. We like doing it. All right. Awesome. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next time. Later. Later.